Why, hello there, my fierce, fire-breathing dragon friends, to episode 25 of the podcast. This episode is with Dr. K from IntelliRoll, which is one of the most advanced foam rollers that are out there. I use this foam roller, and it's amazing. So I hope you enjoyed the conversation with him. Uh, it's chock full of awesome health tips, nerdy fun, and uh, definitely has a lot of flair for the entrepreneurial spirit. Anyways, the Indiegogo for the IntelliRoll campaign kicked off yesterday, so we will include links to all of that in the show notes. Please be sure to check it out. And also, if you are in the Tahoe area this weekend, please go see the Tahoe Show bodybuilding competition at the Mont Blue Casino and Hotel. It's by a friend of the podcast, Chris Minnis. Uh, really great, really fun time up there. And if you are in the Escondido area, come check out me and my friends at the Geektitude podcast, Joe Hogan. The Weck Podcast and the Average Geek Show Podcast. We are doing a couple panels at NerdCon. So be sure to check those out. Plenty of swag for everybody. All right, y'all. I hope you have a great rest of your day. Enjoy the podcast. In the basement, rolling dice. Rolling dice. I'm a wizard. When we play, we do it right. Candle slicker. Fighting dragons in my mind. In my mind. Just for kicks. DM says you're gonna die. Hello again, dragons. Welcome to another episode of the Dumbbells and Dragons podcast, where we mix nerd and fitness culture to break down barriers. Today, I am joined by Dr. K from Active Care Products, and he is talking about the IntelliRoll, which is the world's first form-fitting foam roller. And I've used this foam roller, and I love it. And it's actually the first foam roller I've used that gets me to keep using it. Uh, so, Dr. Awesome. K. Yeah. Dr. K, thank you for being here today. Appreciate it. How you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity. It's, it's always great when I get to meet and talk with people who've created products that I not only do I use, but I can proudly endorse and just say, you know what, I like this product, I use this product, and the IntelliRoll is, I don't mean to gush about it, but it's one of those products. Thank you. Oh, you're very welcome. So, um, you and I met a couple weeks ago at Ideal World out here in Los Angeles, and so I'm wondering if you could just tell me and everyone out there a little bit about yourself, you know, just kind of how you came to be where you are. Absolutely. I'm a doctor of chiropractic in clinical practice for about 15 years. I'm also an exercise rehab specialist. Uh, I was a personal trainer before I became a chiropractor. And, you know, my journey started with my own uh, need to find solutions for the problems that I was having. So I've been a lifelong surfer and I've, I've uh, incurred a lot of trauma along the way. And one of those was uh, specifically a head trauma or I hit a sandbar. And it was uh, what actually got me into chiropractic. Um, nobody could really help me, and people were, you know, medical doctors were prescribing uh, pills, and and uh, I couldn't get rid of the headache. So I had a girlfriend who thought it was a chiropractor. Said, "Hey, I can help you with that." 
And I was like, wow, that's pretty amazing because it, it took care of it. And um, in that process, I decided I was going to do that. I like I like the idea that, you know, I could help people naturally, and it's it's been a great, great ride so far. Um, and along that way, you know, I, I, from other trauma, I kept having issues, and that's, that's where the story of the IntelliRoll eventually comes in. Okay, excellent. And so how did the IntelliRoll come in? What, what happened there? What sort of other issues were you having that kind of sparked this brainchild? Well, you know, when, when you've, you've had enough trauma, and most, most human beings end up with some cumulative trauma over their lifetime, and uh, statistically, we know 80% of the population ends up with a, a neck or low back condition, and upwards of 50% end up with chronic pain. Um, you know, and for, for me, it was the neck and upper back, and I discovered foam rolls when I got into my internship and my, my first position out of chiropractic school with the Moore Clinic in, in San Jose, and had a great mentor named Mark Eastland. And uh, Dr. Mark Eastland was the chiropractor for the 49ers and just uh, a great mentor and athletic trainer. And he introduced me to foam rolls. And I was like, man, this is, this is like it. You know, every day I could uh, spend a few minutes and, and get rid of the knots and increase some mobility. But I could never get in certain spots because the cylindrical shape of the foam rollers has a flat edge. And since our bodies aren't flat, it, it basically doesn't get into certain areas, particularly the neck and upper back. So having that's where I, I had a lot of issues myself, um, it, it took me a while. It only took me about 10 years to start thinking of a concept. <laughs> Actually, it was a little more than that. <laughs> but, you know, one day I was, I, was, I was trying to roll out my upper back again. I just could not get in the, the trigger points in the upper traps, you know, where, where most people hold their attention. And I couldn't mobilize the joints in the upper back. So it was like, okay, well, let's cut a place for the spine. And then let's cut a place for the shoulder blades. And then I kind of drew it out. And then, um, you know, it went from there. Excellent. Uh, I sat on it for a couple of years. And, and I just, it kept, it just kept, this little voice kept coming back to me. You know, like, I've, I've got to bring this thing to market because, I just couldn't live with the, the notion that I, I, cause we made a prototype and it worked and it was like, Oh my God, this is amazing. Um, so then it was like, okay, well I, I can't not pursue it. So that's what then led to now almost three year journey to where we are today. Oh wow. That's excellent. Um, and that's definitely, you know, uh, this just launched yesterday. And so if it, if all of a sudden you become the next highest grossing Indiegogo campaign, everyone will be like, oh, look at this overnight success. And then you got to be like, well, uh, uh, were you there for the first three years? <laughs> you know, I don't know if you've heard the saying, they say, you know, um, overnight success, 10 years in the making. Yeah. Um, in in my case, you know, I, I, I'm very hopeful, obviously, that'll be, that'll be the case, but um, it's really 15 years in the making as a, as a chiropractor. You know, I think anybody in, in their respective field, you spend enough time in that field, you start to really learn the subtle nuances and all the, the fine details and, and all the different experiences that, that take and shape our, all of our lives. Uh, and it really took that, 
long to really see that it was something important because it wasn't just because I couldn't get in my neck and upper back, but I started saying to my patients about five years ago, make sure you floss your spine. Um, and it was to get them to think about a habit that we, we've been trained on by the dental profession, and they've done a great job at educating us on taking care of our teeth. And we don't, we don't have to, you know, wait till our teeth are hurting to go brush our teeth or wait till we have cavities to go brush our teeth because we've been trained as a healthy habit. Um, and so that was the kind of consciousness that I wanted to bring to body care and spine care um, because if you hang out with me, most of the patients that walk in the door, they walk in because they have some kind of pain condition. So then we have to first figure out where they are in their in the health of their body. And then we have to formulate a plan. And oftentimes that pain experience was unexpected and all they're really looking for is an immediate solution. Then we take x-rays and then the, the reality really comes in. And then <laughs> see um, you know the cumulative effect of the the our our chosen occupations and our recreational pursuits and just the daily wear and tear of uh, particularly being exposed to technology. So forward postures uh, on laptops, cell phones, etc. have a significant impact on our body. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I know I my day job, I sit at a desk all day, um, shirt and tie and everything, and just by the end of the day, my neck is killing me. Yeah, Harvard Medical School just did a study that uh, estimated adults spend on average five, uh, uh, 3,000 hours in forward postures. That's more than eight hours a day. Um, they also found that teenagers spend on average 5,000 hours a year. Did I say a day? Uh, it was, it was 3,000 hours a year as an adult and 5,000 hours a year as an, as a teenager. So, um, for teenagers, it's because now they have access to technology at such a young age, and we didn't have that growing up, that we're finding, you know, parents are bringing their teenagers in with the kind of neck and back issues generally we wouldn't see until in their mid-20s or 30s or something like that because they're spending so much time in forward postures. Oh, and when you say forward posture, you kind of mean like sitting, leaning forward, over like hunched over a computer. Yeah, um, anything that that shifts our center of gravity forward. So anything that rounds our back out. So anything okay. that where our head is held forward of our shoulders. Okay. I'm actually trying to adjust my... I guess I could just say poor, poor posture. Okay. Well, <laughs> I think most people understand what that means. Yeah, I'm trying to adjust my, my posture right now so that my head is not forward of my shoulders um, as you're yeah. talking to me. I'm so aware of my posture right now. No. Um, all right. Good. So in order to get to know you a little bit more before we jump into more about the Intelli role, um, tell us about one of your heroes, uh, either a fictional hero or a superhero or a source of inspiration. Hmm. You know, I, I would say probably my, my greatest hero would be Joseph Campbell. Okay. Um, you know, Joseph Campbell, he was, he was, uh, he's an anthropologist. He's now passed, but he was, um, 
uh, he he had an amazing way. He he, he was known for um, mythology, uh, understanding the different cultural myth- mythologies, and um, just uh, just had an amazing ability to find the commonality in different human cultures. Um, and I'm particularly fond of his um, his understanding of of our unconscious mind. You know, and he synthesized a lot of the the work of um, uh, Carl Carl Jung and um, uh, Freud, and and so anyway, I'm really interested in the subconscious mind and how it affects our 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 actions and our thoughts. And so he's he's one of them. The other one I would say is uh, probably Og Mandino. Most people know uh, the greatest salesman in the world, <laughs> or the world's greatest salesman. Um, just an amazing book, just very inspirational to me. That's been a, that's been a big inspiration in my life. Excellent. Well, and I'm sure it's coming in hand, uh, coming, coming in hand now with, uh, with, with what you're doing, with yes. what you're up to. Yeah, uh, for sure. Yeah. So here's kind of a fun question that I usually love. I love asking people because it, it gives me a, pretty decent insight into the type of person they are. Um, and it kind of reinforces, either confirms or doesn't what I, my, my initial uh, thoughts about a person. If you could have any superpower, what would it be? If I could have any superpower, what would it be? Well, that's a tough one. Um, <laughs> I've, I've never thought of that i you know i think if i could have any superpower i would like to be able to teleport back in time okay okay any specific place you'd want to go oh man that that we could talk hours on that um in a previous life i actually um had for a very very brief period of time out of school i pursued um a career in uh, in archaeology, and I worked for the Bishop Museum in Honolulu as a cartographer. Um, oh, and wow. I'm just absolutely fascinated by uh, antiquity and ancient cultures. That's so awesome. I, th- I mean, you you could name it, and I'd go there. You know, uh, the pyramids, the Mesoamerican cultures, um, anything ancient. I'd go. I'd go check it out. See, I I would love. <laughs> I would love to go to Pompeii, like, the, yeah. the week before Volcano Day. That would be cool. Like, I definitely yeah. wouldn't want to go on the day of Volcano Day. No. No. But it would be fascinating to see, to know why that was coming. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what, so... You said you surf. Do you still surf? Yes. Excellent. How often? How often do you get out there? You know, I get out probably once a week now. Um, with with this launch of the company, it's been tough to get out, but one one time a week. You know, I I about three or four years ago discovered stand up paddle. Okay. Surfing. Yeah. Um, and it, it was like learning to surf all over again in a in a whole new. Stoke in surfing. 
Okay. And it was just so so engaging, and it's so so good for the core. It's just you're constantly engaged because you're standing on water, and you can see the waves so much earlier. And um, a lot of surfers listening to this out there are probably uh, 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 grinning. <laughs> Is there is there a stand up paddleboard surfer rivalry that we need to be aware of? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's just so much easier to catch the waves once you get the hang of it, and it's it's um, you know. But we're we're very respectful. I've been a surfer myself for twenty two years before that, so. Okay. But yeah, there's definitely because it's just so much easier. You know, like anything that's a finite resource, and there's only so many ways to go around. Everybody gets very competitive. Yeah. Okay. And depending on how many people are out and how good it is and what the conditions are like, uh, you know, it can get, and depending on the spot you're surfing, it can get, it can get heated a little bit sometimes. Okay. It's all, a little, yeah. a, a little territorial. Yes. Yes. And, uh, you know, on a standup, you, you can just catch the wave so much earlier. And so. Okay. To the chagrin of, of, of normal service. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so. Do you find that most of your exercise comes with physical activity like surfing, or is it more do you find yourself in the weight room, weight training? Um, what's yeah, your I mean, these days, these days, I, go, sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say, what is your preference? What is what is it you're doing most My of the time? My preference is always to be outdoors. My preference is, is I, I prefer to do anything that, you know, I think the thing is, if, if you enjoy something, you're more likely to keep doing it. And, you know, I definitely like going to the gym, but it has a different, you know, at this point in my life, I'm also looking, because my time is so limited, um, I'm also looking for something more out of that experience. So being on the water, it's like a quiet time, you know, so it's it also allows me to 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 recharge in a way that the gym doesn't offer um but you know you can't beat proper resistance training and i mean and 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 cardiovascular training uh if there's definitely a certain amount of dedication and commitment that takes that it takes and i have uh, tremendous respect for um people who do have that commitment um at this point in my life, the gym is also um, not as consistent as it has been in the past um, okay. because my time is limited. But um, I still love the weight room. I still get in there once a week and, um, you know, not as consistently as I'd like. But there's so much value in it when done properly. Like, I am a gym rat. Like, I love getting into the gym. I love lifting weights. Uh, I'm not as big of a like runner i hate cardio mostly because i'm not good at it <laughs> um i'm usually winded after the first mile it's if, if there's one thing i could press on the people listening is that if they could find something that they do enjoy and do that because that then it's going to be something that you're going to be sticking with for so much longer. Exactly. I think that that's really a key, isn't it? Finding yeah. that thing that you really love. Yeah, and you know that the, there's there's a number of studies now that show you really don't have to do cardio as long as 
we do it so long as you do it with high-intensity intervals. Um, So that uh, the high-intensity interval thing, there was a study that had had people doing 30 seconds of high-intensity followed by 90 seconds of moderate-intensity intervals for um, like eight cycles of that. So two, that'd be 16 minutes, and then a three-minute warm-up and a three-minute cool-down. So 22 minutes total, um, and they were they were getting significant reduction in in uh, body fat and improvement in their um, in their blood sugar and all these uh, metrics were improving that were that they only did it I think five days a week but only 22 minutes. So it's uh, we get a lot more you know there's, we know a lot better now we can do high intensity interval training for 22 minutes rather than doing the same pace for 40 minutes or an hour. Yeah. We get a lot more results in 20 minutes. Oh, and, and I, I, I prefer the high intensity, uh, interval training. It's just right now I'm training for a couple, uh, 12 mile runs. So that's like, at some point I need to get my body used to doing 10, 12 miles at a time. Oh. Right. And so, of course, this look of dread right. comes over my face as I say that out loud. Oh, yeah, my 12-mile race. Yeah. You know, the thing is, too, you just cross-train. You know, just do do 12 miles but not just running. And that's the other thing that I see a lot of is we have a lot of patients who are long-distance runners or long-distance cyclists. Um, and, and any of that repeated activity over and over again for a long period of time really has a, um, a toll on the joints. Um, so it's better, you know, as professional, professional athletes will cross train. So you're better off doing, you know, uh, four or five miles of running than at the same intensity doing elliptical and then riding the bike and swimming, you know, because you're, you're, as long as your cardiovascular conditioning is there, and the activity mimics that running, then you really don't need to do the running that entire 12 miles, with the exception of the mental part. I mean, that, that's the hard yeah. part, I think. You know, because you, um, you know, to do 12 miles takes a certain mental stamina. So at yeah. some point, yeah, you got to run 12 miles. And then you got to break through the wall. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I've never done it, so I can't. Oh, yeah. For that's like, I can uh, only imagine. Um, I've never done a marathon, never done a half marathon or anything like that, but I can only imagine, um, that, that mental capacity is probably more significant than, I mean, I, I, I imagine I could go out and do it, but I physically do it, but mentally I think would be the hardest part. That's, you know, I'm talking about, uh, I'm going to be running a tough mutter. Um, and it's like, this uh, is, yeah, this is going to be my 16th one. So... Uh, it's just, it's been a year since. Oh, wow. I, good. Bravo. Oh, thank you. It's been a year. So, one of these days, we got to get, uh, you should come run a Tough Mudder with me. I will do that with you. <laughs> Excellent. I'm going to hold you that's to my, it. That's my commitment to you. Awesome. I love it. I love I've it. I've never done one, and I will do it. Excellent. Uh, <laughs> phenomenal. So, what, what keeps you motivated? What inspires you? What keeps you going either with your own personal fitness or this desire to help others through creating the IntelliRoll? 
Well, the Intelli role, that's, that's easy um, because I know that what I do for myself on a daily basis affords me the freedom to do the things that I love. Um, so that, that part's really easy because I know um, the value of the design will allow access to areas you normally can't get to with the foam roll, like your neck and back. There's, there's a lot of chatter about not foam rolling on the low back, and rightfully so on a straight-edge roller, it pushes the entire spine up, particularly on the neck and upper back. So that part's really easy for me. Um, I, I see it in the – you know, we've had prototypes now for a couple of years, and in the, for the last six months we've had off-tool samples that I use on my patients every single day. So um, – and my team uses on their patients. So I have physical therapists that – are on my team, and um, I see them using it and recommending it to their patients. So it's that, that part's really easy because, you know, and as much as we make money by taking care of people, because we're also active ourselves, we stay active by taking care of our body. Um, so it's, it's, I don't know, it's, it's, it's easy for me to, talk about it because I know the value it provides in my own life. So it's, it's just a natural course of conversation. Um, don't ask me about, ask, ask me about staying motivated to be a healthcare provider and, and uh, you'll open up Pandora's box about the, about the, uh, about our healthcare system. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, I mean, I love being a chiropractor. I love helping people. But anyway, don't let me start on that. Let's go back to the Intellirol. What I can <laughs> tell you is about the Intellirol is that for me, it was like both personally inspired because I wanted to help more people in a, but in a different way, mm-hmm. you know, more preventatively versus reactively in the clinical setting. Two, I wanted to get back to the fitness world because I, I, what I love about the fitness world is that they are intrinsically motivated. And they're, the person who commits to personal training has a certain intrinsic motivation. They're, they're, they won't, they, they're, they're ready to help themselves. Uh, in a clinical setting, people sometimes come with that motivation, but oftentimes their primary motivation is to be out of pain because they incurred uh, often the accumulative injury, you know, or, or, or a traumatic injury, whatever the case may be. Um, and if they're deconditioned or haven't committed to their health in the first place, it's, it's a very challenging journey for them because they not only have to overcome that initial pain experience, then they have to actually work on improving what's been lost for a long time. And that's very challenging. Oh. So. Absolutely. Yeah, for me, Intellirol was, you know, I want to, I want to go back. I want to help people in a different way, and I know it worked for me, and I know the design works, and I know people are going to gravitate to it. When you were there at the idea convention, and saw what it was like. Oh yeah, it was great. Your booth was, your booth was was hopping. But also, I think as as great as the Intellirol is, I think that is complemented by the energy that you and Jason brought to the company. Thank you. Um, just the positivity there was was infectious, and it was great. And it was just like, I was actually on my way out of the convention, 
And I was like, okay, I'll, I'll swing by and see what this place, see what this product is about. And I was only going to spend five, ten minutes there. And I ended up spending an hour rolling out. I know. Yeah. Roll, rolling out with Jason. Um, so it was like, I was like, oh, and you know what? I wouldn't have traded that hour for, for whatever it was I was going to do at home. Thank you. <laughs> um, thank you. Yeah. You're very welcome. You're very welcome. But so. Tell me about any sort of setbacks that you had with the Intelli roll and how you got past them and what you learned from them. Uh, it's, it's, been a, it's been a very steep learning curve. Um, having been in the service industry for now for the 15, for 15 years, I really didn't have any experience um, in bringing a product to market. Um, I've been very fortunate to have attracted some very capable people around me. Um, I can tell you that um, the, the hurdles are, are significant. Um, and I can, well, okay, so, you know, we were, I'll tell you the first one. First one, we, we had, uh, we went to an initial manufacturer that said they could do it, and they, they, they made some nice prototypes. And then when we went, and we said, okay, this is great, let's move forward, they said, it's going to require it was kind of a bait and switch. They said, well, it's going to require more tooling. It's going to end up costing more. And um, then we, we found out that they had outsourced some of the work. Um, so that was a, a huge setback because we ended up, we had invested a bunch of money already with them in the tooling. So, um, but you know, I don't, I guess I never see it as setbacks per se, uh, although we did lose time there. I always, try to see everything as a, as a learning experience. Um, and so I'm, I'm smarter on the second time. So uh, I guess I, I never totally see it as a setback, but the way we got over it was we um, went back to the drawing board, as they say, and we started pursuing um, other foam roll manufacturing mm-hmm. and other, other foam rolls and that we liked that had good quality. And we, found out where who the companies were that were making them, the manufacturers. So then we went to those manufacturers. Um, and we now have a very good working relationship with the manufacturer. The other setback was the I, I couldn't make it in the U.S. And that really was a, a tough mental hurdle to get over because I, I was really set on making it in the U.S. And um, you can only make styrofoam in the U.S. You can't make... Uh, EVA, ethylene vinyl acetate, which is the highest quality foam there is, and it's the most sustain, it's the most sustainable, uh, meaning it doesn't break down. Um, so that was the other challenge is we, I, I'm actually, it's costing me more to make it out of the states than it would if I was making it with styrofoam in the states. Oh, wow. But, you know, the, yeah, so it's, it's, you know, it, it is what it is, but the, 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 Kind of the the standard foam rolls that you see that have those little black beads that are that are formed into each other that are styrofoam basically. Yeah. Um, they're they're fine. I mean, they're lightweight. They they do the job. Um, you know, they eventually start flaking off at the ends. But because of the the contour design of the Intelroll, that would have ended up um, breaking down much much faster. And you know, I there's. Um, one of the other things, too, is just a, a lesson um, 
there's a gentleman who's uh, accredited with the Japanese turnaround after World War II named Dr. Deming. And he went over to, and most people don't know this, but I learned this from Tony Robbins. But um, he basically showed how the, the, Jan- uh, the, the Japanese manufacturers, how to turn their production around after World War II, and he's credited for their turnaround. And basically one of the things he said is that quality is always um, – is always cheaper in the long run or quality is more, more sustainable basically. So, uh, you know, it might cost you more upfront, but it's going to, it's going to be sustainable in the long run. So that's kind of the, the theory on which we built the Intellirol was to build the, the best, most highest quality, use the best quality foam. And, you know, we really went through the process long and hard and, um, so it's not going to break down. It's going to be sustainable for 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 a lifetime. Well, that's excellent. Although, although you might be hurting your customer base if they only have to buy one. <laughs> well, you know, we we have plans for for other things in the future. Um, you know, we're we're looking at a travel size one. We're also looking at potentially adding um, uh, other. Well, I don't. I can't share right at the moment. But we're we're looking at other other um, other products that we're going to be developing from from it. So Excellent. And yeah, I you know the other thing too I expect I'm sorry to interrupt. No, no, no. Um, the other thing is that we're going to couple it with an education program. So um, really the IntelliRoll, when people are going to buy any kind of tool, any kind of mobility tool, they're really looking for uh, a solution. And, you know, you asked me the question earlier, who's my hero mentor? Um, the other hero that's, that's more current, I would say, is, is living, uh, contemporary hero, is uh, Dr. Kelly Starrett. Um, mm-hmm. And he's a mobility wad. And he's, he's a physical therapist, and he's done a really incredible job at bringing to the public the concept of self-care. Um, and I'm a big, big fan of his and had the fortune of actually meeting him at the IDEA conference. And um, so he's, he's, he's really the model of what I want to achieve, which is to couple the IntelliRoll. And that, this is the mission for, for, for our company, Active Care Products, is to, to pair the right device with the right advice. Um, and once you can take the, the device that provides the mobility and couple it with Stability or strength exercises, you can solve most mid-level musculoskeletal problems. Um, today, the system is wait till you're hurt, then go and to a provider in hopes that your insurance will cover it. And <laughs> it's really an efficient model. Uh, and I think today with technology, people um, are finding solutions online. And I, that's very exciting for me. It, it, I think it's a it's a whole new era of, of self-care because we have the access to the kind of information that was typically reserved for somebody with a license, you know, and that's why it was back in the day. It was like Dr. New Best, you know, and you, yeah. you know, you went the doctor license and then had um, the secret knowledge, you know, that you could charge you a lot of money for. <laughs> well, that's, that's, it's all changing now, and, uh, and it's a good thing, uh, and I, that's the wave I'm, I want to be on. No pun intended. Because <laughs> you're a surfer. <laughs> no. Excellent. Excellent. 
Well, um, is there anything else we need to know about the Intelli role? Well, we're live right now on uh, Indiegogo, and uh, we are we are uh, offering the Intelli role at a pre-market um, price, which is significantly lower than what it's going to be on on the market. So we're offering it as much as. 50% off, and those are those are going pretty quick, but uh, there's still time to get on and uh, get your IntelliRoll on Indiegogo.com, and uh, we have a whole library of exercises on our uh, website, uh, IntelliRolling uh, instructions, that is, for people to use the IntelliRoll for their benefit. Um, the other thing I would love people to know is that our spine and our bodies need the kind of care that the, the same kind of attention that we give to our teeth. So um, I wrote an article sometime back about that very thing, you know, look to the dental profession as a model for spinal care. Um, and it's in the upper back that we hinge forward. So the intelligible is designed to improve the mobility, not only of the muscles that surround the spine, not only to self-massage the muscles that surround the spine, but to actually provide targeted pressure to the spinal joints themselves so you can uh, improve your alignment and improve the mobility in the neck and upper back. Done, done daily, even, even just five minutes a day, will make a significant impact in the health of your spine. Um, so that's what I want people to know. The, the, our spine is, is so valuable when you see it from the injury perspective and you see the suffering that people go through, and it's really um, needless. Um, the other thing I, I would I would I would advise highly is uh, it, it seems like an old cliche, but paying attention to the posture is really just another healthy habit. Um, it's along the same lines as as eating healthy and having good hygiene habits, and um, it's really no different. Yeah, no, and like I said earlier, I've been completely aware of my posture this entire conversation, and I'm betting a lot of the listeners have too. <laughs> It's, it's, it's easy once you're in pain to understand the value. Um, but it's, you know, uh, it's, it's a simple thing, but, um, it goes a long way just being aware of how we're using our body. Um, and, uh, as we say in Intelliroll, a, a roll a day keeps the Cairo away. <laughs> I like that. I'm going to, I'm totally going to throw that on the show notes. And just in case anyone needed to know, you can find the links to the Indiegogo, to any of the uh, education videos, how to use the IntelliRole, um, as well as Dr. K's social media. All that stuff's going to be on the show notes, so everyone just go click through there, uh, get your IntelliRole, and that's uh, and enjoy it and love it and use it. <sighs> But, That's right. Use it. I mean, it's not going to do anybody any good sitting in the corner. That, you know, at like my other foam roller does. <laughs> <laughs> no. So, aside from the IntelliRoll, do you have a go-to resource or piece of equipment or anything that you really enjoy that helps you achieve your goals? Other than the IntelliRoll? Yes. Yes, I do. Um, Swiss balls, uh, therabands. Um, Swiss balls being like the simplest one because you can do um, bridges up on the Swiss ball and retract the head. 
against the ball. So it's like lifting your butt up into a bridge, but using the ball as a, as a um, resistance for the neck. So you push the neck back down against the, the Swiss ball, lift the butt up. I do that um, probably like once every other day just to activate my neck and upper back muscles. Or if any time I'm having neck or upper back issues that have come up from same same reason everybody else does, being in forward postures, even though I'm probably more aware than most, I still end up in those positions. We still have to look down. Um, I'll roll out my upper back and get the joints moving in the neck and upper back, and then I'll go do bridges on the Swiss ball, pushing my head back and down. Um, those are, you know, I always try to think of the things that people can have on their own at home. Um, we need, obviously, here in a in a clinical setting at our clinic in, in Thousand Oaks, we we use instrument assisted soft tissue techniques. Um, we use laser ultrasound, all the other um, kind of modalities that helps speed up healing. But um, the other one I would say, too, are ice packs. You know, it's still a simplest, most effective way to control inflammation, and it's local to where you need it, um, and, you know, it doesn't cause any systemic issues by, you know, administering um, anti-inflammatory drugs or, or anything of that nature. Yeah. Um, do you do the ice bath? <laughs> um there's a lot of there's a lot of literature on how valuable that actually is, but I can't say that I do myself. But yes, there's there's they're actually using it to for people who are having heart attacks, um, not ice baths, but like cryo chambers. Okay. But, uh, apparently, yeah, it's resetting. Um, there's a reset kind of a mechanism that occurs with ice. Um, it slows down the metabolism, and so it's. It's kind of a reset button for the body. Uh, I don't do ice baths, but it's the, the value's real. And uh, I used to, the clinic I used to work in in San Jose. We had ice baths. That was from 20 years ago. And obviously, professional athletes. I've been doing that for a long time. Yeah. Well, the one time I actually tried to sit in like an ice bath for like 15 minutes or whatever um, the recommended time was, um, it was so cold. I had to have a couple glasses of wine first, which which probably completely defeated the purpose of the ice bath. But but it was just, yeah, it was. Uh, I was just like, oh, this is so cold. I need some red wine. Um, no, but where can people connect with you uh, on social media? Um, Facebook and uh, our, our site is Intellirole One. Uh, on Instagram, it's Intellirole at, at Intellirole. Uh, I N T E L L I, like intelligence, Intellirole. Um, and on our through our website at Intellirole.com. Excellent, excellent. And to cap things off, what parting advice do you have for everyone out there listening to the podcast? You know, every day is an adventure, and every every day is a gift. And you know, whatever whatever comes, you know, this is this is things I've picked up along the way. One of the things that really resonated with me recently is something that Tony Robbins has said for a long, long time: is getting a hold of the question asking process in our minds. He says, "Ask not why, but ask what does it mean to me." So. 
Um, you know, you were asking earlier about, you know, what challenges we had, and one of the things that happened uh, two days, actually rather, it was a little more than that, like five days after the uh, IDEA um, conference, we started getting all these um, negative reviews that were fake. Um, somebody decided that we that we had enough uh, momentum where they really were trying to bring us down, and they were literally fake profiles with fake reviews. And the very first one was really egregious, and it was like it, it caused permanent damage. And, you know, we went and researched her, and, and sure enough, it was a fake profile. And, you know, at the time, I remember thinking, why is somebody doing this? And then I kind of paused, and I said, okay, wait a minute. It doesn't matter why they're doing it. What does it mean to me? So what we did is we, we put a post out and said, hey, anybody that's actually used the Intel role, can you please give us a positive review? And we got 33 five-star reviews in five hours. Oh wow, um, that's awesome! Yeah, and 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 uh, you know, so what it, what it means to me is, I think the I think that's the most important thing we could do is just uh, take every single experience as a lesson and as a as an opportunity for growth. And that's that's something I've actually tried to incorporate into my own life. Is sometimes the why just doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's it's um like. Don't deal necessarily with the reasons behind something, but deal with yeah. the thing that's happening. Uh, one of my examples that I like to use is if somebody's punching you in the face, do you really want to know why they're punching you in the face or do you just want them to stop? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so, yeah, I was like, why, why would somebody go out of their way to... To, to want to hurt us, you know, and, and I, you know, I get so far out of my realm of experience and, you know, I would never go try to break somebody else's um, efforts down in an effort to like prop myself up. And so, you know, I spent that energy trying to answer that question and said, okay, I'm wasting my energy because I'm never going to know why that person is doing what they're doing. Um, so, you know, I hate to think it's a competitor that would do that, but that's just me. I would never, you know, my value system doesn't doesn't have that kind of a, a, a logic. So, you know, all I could say was, well, what does it mean to me? Well, yeah. let's, let's, you know, let's ask people if how they had a positive experience. And so it was it was actually a really great opportunity to reconnect with all the people at, at Idea that had uh, experienced it, and uh, we got a lot of a lot of amazing, you know, feedback and, and all these great reviews. So Excellent. It was good. All right. Well, I'm glad to hear that. And um, I hope everyone out there listening really takes that to heart. You know, sometimes the why just does not matter. Um, but anyways, Dr. Sure. Dr. K, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Absolutely loved having you here. Um, you're a blast to talk thank to. Thank you. Uh, I cannot wait. Thank you. It's an honor, Ken. <laughs> well, thank you. Uh, and I can't wait to get you out on the Tough Mudder course, uh, and we're going to conquer that. I'll, and I'll look forward to our podcast after that because uh, I'm, I'm now committed to doing it with you. Excellent. Excellent. All right. All right, Dragons. This has been another episode of the podcast. Hope you enjoyed it. Please feel free to shoot me any feedback. I'd love to hear it. Um, in fact, I did get a really nice review the other day on iTunes, um, 
So I think it was Book Girl 33. Thank you so much for that review. It really kind of made my day phenomenal. And to everyone else out there, work out, nerd out. Thank you for listening to the Dumbbells and Dragons podcast. Please leave us a review on iTunes as well as a rating. We would definitely appreciate it. And while you're at it, follow us on all social media at Dumbbells Dragon. That includes Pinterest, Tumblr, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Periscope, and Snapchat. Until next time, work out, nerd out.